All right, let's uh, turn our attention to uh, submarines. And I'm not going to talk about Ocean Gate right now, although I do have something to say about submarines and where we started with them. Rob Hubert is Associate Professor of Political Science at the University of Calgary and one of the country's leading experts on Arctic defense. So whenever I see a story like this, I immediately think, uh, we got to get Rob on the horn because Rob knows all there is when it comes to uh, the defense of the Arctic and how actually undefended we are. He joins the Kelly Contreras show to talk about the fact that yesterday the standing Senate Committee on National Security, Defense and Veteran Affairs called on Ottawa to outline a plan for expeditiously replacing our aging diesel electric subs with versions that actually could work in the Arctic. Rob's on the phone right now. Hey, Rob, welcome. Hey, my pleasure, Callie. You're being too kind. Well, no, you you are one of the experts. I mean, you we've been talking about the fact that we've got this aging fleet. And when I say fleet, it's four subs. I mean, that seems ridiculous when the Arctic is so expansive. Four subs to defend it. But here is the kicker. According to uh, one of our highest soldiers, apparently the Department of Natural uh, National Defense says that only one of the subs is operational right now. Yeah. I mean, not to be too harsh on it, that submarines are are the ultimate in high tech. And as we tragically saw, a submarine has to work nearly perfectly before very bad things happen to it. And so it has a level of um, of requirements that supersedes almost anything else um, that we have afloat. And so a one to three ratio is actually the ratio that almost any submarine operating navy will face. And, mm. But the pro, you know, you hit it on the head though. You say, well, we only got four, so that means, you know, under the best of conditions, we might have two operating. But the reality is, even even other navies like the Brits or the Americans or the Japanese, all of who are very proficient with their submarines, they're still on a one to three ratio. Mm-hmm. One operating, two. One is either going into refit. And one will be coming out of refit. And and that's that's just the nature of the beast. You know, you just brought up the Brits and we are usually, you know, uh, one of we're always aligned with the Brits. But this report also recommends that Canada make efforts to join the non-nuclear nuclear uh, component of AUKUS, which is a security pact between Australia, Britain and United States. And go figure, we're left out of this. This is really, really um We've heard this before. It's familiar because we're also out of the five eyes. What's going on with where we stand with our allies? Well, we're, we, we, we're not out. We're not being kicked out. We choose not to be in. Okay. I mean, basically, the, the Brits, the Australians, the Americans would love us to sit, uh, you know, put our hands up and say, yeah, we do have an Arctic. Yes, we have a new geopolitics. And you know what? That just means that you need nuclear power submarines to be able to operate there. And they'd love us to have that conversation. They'd love us to be be adults about that rather than simply depending on them as we are and say, yes, we want to join. I mean, quite frankly, this this nonsense and it's nonsense where we're saying, well, we want to join it. We just don't want to do any of the heavy lifting on the nuclear subparts. That's just sort of I mean, all that is is political cover. It's saying, well, we're not being ignored by our allies because we're part of it, but we're not going to do any of the meaningful stuff. So. You know, I, I I don't have that much patience when I hear the Canadian government. I mean, the Senate report is sort of trying to work, work around it. They've got more fine, you know, they're, they're a little bit more careful in their wording. But the government itself is, it, I know, is actively trying to figure a way that it can say it has joined without joining, without having to do anything. 
Right. We just want to depend because like we have been for so long on other people coming to our rescue when it comes to our military. Do you think this has to do with the fact that we've become uh, so used to to uh, Canada's role as a peacekeeper and not, uh, you know, a military force and, and well, we just don't want to pay for it? Well, even on that, Kelly, even if you want to assume that the government misinformation that we are a peacekeeper and it's pure narrative, to be perfectly honest, because we've never been a peacekeeper. We we had peacekeeping capabilities that flowed from our ability of having war fighting capability. That's why we were good at Cyprus, why we were good at Suez, uh, the, the peacekeeping that mattered. But I mean... Even under this government who said its major mandate was to return to the days of, um, of uh, Pearson's peacekeeping, we did nothing. We, we sent some forces to Mali. They very quickly were a peace enforcement uh, where they were trying to protect bases, but we weren't peacekeeping. So mm-hmm. that narrative is very useful for distracting people. It, it's incorrect. But also, it is basically the real the real narrative is that this particular government has chosen to completely rely on the Americans. And, 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 and that's, you know, once again, you look at the possibility of a Trump coming being reelected, that is going to cause all sorts of hurt for Canada. Right. Because he pretty much flat out said, yeah, not not here for anybody except for Americans. Russia and China right now are, you know, increasingly uh, present in the Arctic or at least, you know, uh, exercising the fact that they can be present in the Arctic. We've talked about Russia uh, in the past, setting up their bases and, and firming those up. Can you, in the last minute that we have together, speak to how important it is that we shore up that uh, that Arctic Circle? Okay, China just announced it's building its third icebreaker. We'll get it in 2025, and they are putting undersea deep diving submarines with with it. And so you think of our cables, you think of our underwater listing devices that presumably will be part of NORAD modernization. We don't have a means of being able to counter this. Does anyone, after watching the Chinese interference in Canadian political affairs, think that they will not be using their submarines in the Arctic to their advantage? And the only way that you can counter it is with your own subs. And so, you know, that's the answer to your very important question. Rob, thanks so much for joining us. I hope that, uh, you know, uh, the Senate committee is heard by the, uh, the, you know, by the powers that be because, uh, we've seen what happened in Ukraine. We've seen the aggressions uh, when Russia wants something that they feel is theirs and that they deserve. And it's not uh, it's not pretty. And, uh, the, you know, we're neighbors, whether we like it or not, just neighbors at the you top. Mean, we, we ignored what yeah. the Russians did in Ukraine two sure. times. We ignored what Russia did in Georgia. We ignored what they did in Chechnya. So I'm not very positive. I'm not very optimistic, unfortunately. Rob, thanks so much for joining us. Always appreciate you sparing some time. Looking forward to the next time. All right. That's Rob Hubert, Associate Professor of Political Science at the University of Calgary, one of the country's leading experts on Arctic defense.